I get to a low end many times. <laughs> I think pretty much every week there's always a point where I'm low. And the thing is, this is the thing with entrepreneurship. It's a roller coaster. You're on the top of the world, you're on the other, you know, it's like a, <laughs> you, you, really, you really going south. But I said to him, right, there's one thing you should remember. It could be tough, it could be rough, but you never surrender until you succeed. And for me to say that to him, I should also apply that to me. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. Should I share that with the team or not? It's always a difficult conversation, right? Because you feel like sometimes you're a failure, isn't it? Because you're failing, you're failing people. But also I say, I don't want to lie to you. I just want to, I don't want to come up and say like, last day, okay, closing business, everything is done now. So I say, hey, I'm sharing that with them and I'm accepting to take the risk and say that, hey, they may decide you don't want to continue the road with us. I accept that. That's for them to decide. And it's for me to share the situation and for all of us to decide how, what we want to do. And if we stay together, which we did, we have more chance to come out stronger. And today's guest is Tony Teo, founder and CEO of Renewables in Africa, giving Africa a clean energy champion, unlocking the potential of Africa's renewable energy. Thanks, Tony, for joining us today. Where are you calling from? Well, it's a pleasure to be talking to you as well, Ian. So I'm sitting here in, uh, in my place in Brentwood in the UK. And uh, as I say, so uh, I was excited because I think we've been talking about having this conversation for a little while and now it's happening. Yeah. Now, thank you so much for joining, joining us. Right. I've got a bit more about you in a moment, but just to get straight to the inspiration, could you tell me who inspires you most and why? So who inspires me most and why? So that's a very, I would say, uh, challenging question because I have a lot of people that actually inspire me, I, w- uh, 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 I would like to say. But I could simply say that probably my son actually inspired me a lot because when I look at what he is doing as his, as his young age, I'm just thinking he gets such an open mind. Uh, I say he's only eight, right? And the thing that he's doing, and he's very, very good with it manually, right? So he can, you know, he can draw amazing pictures, you know. He can also uh, use his blue tag and, you know, create, you know, creatures. You know, I don't know where they're coming from. And he's very, very impressive. And he's good at football. He's good at math. He seems to be good at many things, actually. And the reason he inspired me is because uh, I've always said to myself, or I like to say to myself that, I've always had that, you know, that thought since I was young that I can do anything as long as I put my mind into it. And when I see him, I think, yes, that's really actually what, what he's doing. I think he's good at many things as long as he's put his mind into it. And I would say that's the guy who tends to inspire me a lot these days. <laughs> that sounds good because you've got a great project to, to get inspired onto. So um, can you tell me, something that you're both good at and you enjoy doing? Something that just drips out of you, a passion? Something that I, I'm good at and I, I'm, I, mean, I enjoy doing, I would say uh, I'm very good at creating new things, I would say that. Be creative in the work that I, uh, that I do because I'm an engineer by trade uh, normally, people wouldn't necessarily see an engineer as a creative guy. 
And in fact, I realize I am actually. I'm a, I, I'm, I can think outside the box and I'm doing that. And this is the reason as well that I've been able to create a company that I've created. I'm sure we're going to talk about that at some point because I can look at things from a different angle. Basically, I understand, okay, here are the hard facts. But how can you make sure that you can take those hard facts and get Mr. and Mrs. everybody to understand it? You need to use analogies. You need to use analogies, things people connect with and then bring them back into the main fact that you want to demo, uh, demonstrate. And for me, you need to, to use a lot of your creativity to do that. So I think I'm very good at doing it. And the second thing, uh, I'm actually very good at uh, salsa dancing. And I love doing it. I love, yeah, I love dancing. And it's quite funny because, uh, in fact, I don't drink alcohol. It's not a question of religion or whatever. It's just question of personal taste it's not something i enjoy but when i go out with friends obviously and i dance a lot they always think i'm drunk <laughs> and i'm not i just say no actually it's just because i like dancing and in fact i don't need to drink to dance but they always think they always think that uh, you know, i'm lying and yeah I, I love dancing and salsa dancing i love it the, the phrase that springs to mind as you say that is drunk on life. It sounds like it's, <laughs> it's what you are, which is brilliant. I love it. I love it. I may, I may borrow that from you if, you, if that's okay. <laughs> I'm definitely drunk on life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I tend to be a very optimistic guy. Life is very challenging, but, you know, every day I'm saying, hey, there's something out there for me, so go get it. Thank you. So I've got a tiny bit on your background here, and but correct me if I've got it wrong. So I, I believe you started out in Cameroon, and you, you're trained to be an automotive engineer. But then you, you changed uh, as you started getting interested in the environment to a, a domestic energy assessor. But now you've trained fully to become a renewable energy expert, and you, you've now founded Renewables in Africa, where you're trying to both unlock the potential of renewable energy in Africa and match make um, to make more projects happen. So that's quite a journey uh, and, and you're now based in the UK. Can you tell us what's inspired you along that journey? Yeah, definitely. Oh, by the way, I can see that you know a lot about me. I don't know actually what you don't know now. <laughs> well, it's, it's um, quite simple. In fact, in 2008, I attended a conference called the Electrification of Africa. It was a brilliant conference with many, many speakers, right? And I enjoyed the conference. And there's actually one image that changed the whole, uh, my whole career. And that was this satellite image showing the distribution of power across the globe. And when we see that, we can see there's one continent that is particularly darker than others. And that was the continent of Africa. And, and you said it right, because although I grew up in in the African continent, specifically in Cameroon, it never really hit me up until that day. Maybe because obviously when you grow up in an environment, you're accustomed to it, right? So whether good, bad, whatever, that's your place, right? You're accustomed to it. So it's when you get now the opportunity to see other places, then you start drawing some comparisons. And then when I saw that, it really shocked me and even, even angers me. I said, wow, I didn't realize it was actually that serious. But I didn't stop there because most of the time we get anger and then we carry on with our life. I don't know why. Sometimes something happened to me that day. I was like, no, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, participate, contribute to fixing the solutions, right? And that's how I became interested into 
energy Berryman, as you rightly said. So I'm an automotive engineer by trade. So I, I, I knew nothing about power, nothing. So yeah, that wasn't my field at all. So, uh, but I decided I want to get involved. And also because I'm sort of uh, um, very conscious of the issue of climate change, I was at the time, right? So I knew that, yes, what we're talking about here, we need more power for the continent. But which power? You have dirty power or clean power? Bear in mind, we talked about 10 years ago, right? Even more. So uh, it wasn't up until now. You know, now obviously everybody seems to be aware of it. Let's say it become easy, easier to have this conversation. But back then, no. So you, people would still say, yeah, but that's the future. Whenever I hear that, that's the future. Hey, hang on a minute. The future has arrived. This is now the present. So anyway, so uh, that's what uh, that I wanted to contribute to solution, bring more power, but clean power. So that's how I decided to completely shift my career. So as you can imagine, flipping from engineer from automotive engineering into clean energy. So you would think that it's a easy step to make. That's what I thought as well, until I came across so many challenges. And I also have to say, it happened to me the switch. It was in two thousand eight. That's the last financial crisis. I know now we go into the uh, the pandemic. We think, wow, this is something. We almost forgot about what happened, you know, about 10, 12 years ago. And 10, 12 years ago, we thought that was the biggest crisis we're going to experience in our lifetime, right? Some of us. But obviously, with, uh, with time, you learn to, to have some perspective, right? And, and yeah, so I was looking to make the switch at that time where company was getting rid of employee as opposed to recruiting. So it was more an employer market. So it was becoming difficult. So for people to take me on into that new industry, you know, they prefer to have somebody with, okay, I may have some transferable skills, but I didn't have the sector experience. So I wasn't interested for them. So uh, long story short, just keep it very short. If people want to know more, I can, they can definitely reach out to me. I can tell them more about that. And like I said, there's also many things about me that I've done that available on the internet now. But I've... I've had to train myself, go through a number of training, go through a number of journey, working with other people, learn the job, and ultimately uh, arrive at creating my own company, Renewables in Africa, that, that I did in, 20, uh, in, 20, in 2016. Uh, and also as a company, you are evolving, right? So you have an, an idea in mind initially, but the idea progressed, mature. And we end up to what we do at the moment. So what we do today we are uh, we have uh, we operate in two fronts. On one on one side, we are a clean energy engineering company, right? What we do is to developing project in the African continent, most of it. And the other part, we are a media platform raising awareness about clean energy so that we can use more renewable energy across the African continent. And that's where the creativity comes because people have to have. Difficult, difficult to understand. How can you be a media platform and engineering company at the same time? But for me, it makes sense. And for what we do, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. So that's how I can summarize it. You, I say many things, but hopefully you manage to understand a couple of things there. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you. And uh, well, I was looking at some of your videos and uh, you were saying that um, the main five types of renewables in uh, Africa are hydro, solar, wind, bioenergy and geothermal uh, and so what's the the primary one would you say out of those at the minute or, or what, what's the the hot topic at the minute yeah absolutely those five you're right those are the uh, the main source of renewables energy 
But when we're talking about the the one that are mature these days, we talk about is solar and wind, we have to say, especially solar, solar dominate. Because the one thing that people can get out of this conversation would be, if there's maybe one thing you want to learn is, solar is the one renewable energy source that's spread across Africa. You can, you, can have, you can do solar in any country in Africa because they have sun. Bear in mind, if you have sun here in the UK and we have some solar, uh, uh, solar plants, for people to easily understand that, if you look at in a country like in the UK, there's still something like 14 gigawatts of, power, uh, of solar power now, even more to, to this stage with the UK weather. All African countries have more sun than, than, than the UK. That's why you understand it. However, when you now talk, start talking about all the other four sources of renewable energy, they are actually uh, 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 not uh, continuously distributed uh, across the country, just like solar. So, you, for example, wind, you tend to have a lot of winds in, uh, in north of Africa, east of Africa, and south of Africa, yeah? So that's where you tend to have the biggest wind. It doesn't mean that you can't have it um, inside uh, the, the country inland, but that, those are the places where solar you have is uh, spread across. So yeah, so clearly solar and wind dominates, but more so solar. And that's why you're also saying now price, uh, uh, prices of solar panel are dropping. In fact, over the last uh, 10 years, they've dropped by something like 80%. Wow! So just to give an understanding, yeah. So, but in, in your kind of hope for the future in that space, you, you is to, you, you're trying to basically just make a bigger percentage of the overall electricity supply in Africa to to be renewable. Is it? Yeah. So the clearly in terms of the potential, the potential is huge and is there, right? So, and it's a question of now how do we tap into that and exploit it? So. The one thing that I also want to say, though, so that people are not, because um, it's also f- important to tell the truth to people, yeah? So although the potential is huge, you know, nobody can dispute that, the market is seen very small. If we look at the global market of solar, for example, so the African market represents something like one, between 1% one and 1.5%. One tiny. It's tiny. It's nothing. So there is a huge, uh, 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 um, a huge proportion, right? A, a, a huge uh, growth area that can be tapping, uh, tap into that. And there's a number of things that needs to happen for that to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to start manifesting. But I believe slowly but surely we will, uh, we will get there at, at some point. The question is how fast will we get? Yeah. So uh, yeah, but the momentum has started. That's for sure. Brilliant. No, well, good luck with with that. Thanks. Now, for people who are at a bit of a low ebb or have got low self belief, and you know, could do with a bit of inspiration, could you share maybe a, a time when you were at a, a low ebb and and something inspired you, or, or what, what those guys should do to to help themselves out? <laughs> That's a very good question. Do you know what, what you say? What I'm saying is a very good question. I get to a low ebb many times. <laughs> I think pretty much every week there's always a point where I blow. And the thing is, this is the thing with entrepreneurship. It's a roller coaster. The minute you're on the top of the world, you know, the other, you know, it's like a, <laughs> you, you, really, you really going south. So it happens all the time, all the time. So how do you stay mo- uh, uh, motivated? I would say it's about keeping the focus, exactly. Keeping the focus. And there's one thing 
that I'm saying to my son again, because I have two sons, but they, they, they're the elders. I'm, I'm telling him that because he played sports and you know, he, he likes his football at, at the moment. I'm more a basketball guy, but he likes football. That's fine. Um, but I'm saying to him, right, there's one thing you should remember. It could be tough. It could be rough. But you never surrender until you succeed. And for me to say that to him, I should also apply that to me. And this is always how I've always seen, uh, seen life. As long as you don't surrender, you know, that's it. You, you, you're going to get there. So, uh, yeah. So for me, that, uh, that's just life. Every day when I'm waking up, I would say what helps me a lot, I have to say, it's uh, meditation. I meditate a lot. I do that in the morning and I do that in the evening. You know, first thing when I, when I wake up, you know, just before I go to bed, I'll meditate, right? So I've become a very, very uh, 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 big adept of, uh, of meditation. And it has helped me a lot because, uh, yeah, especially when you are very, very busy, I tend, to be, uh, I tend to be very busy. So I need something to calm me down and stay composed. Because um, I'm also a big fan of people like Tony Robbins, people recognize. And there's one thing that he said, I can't remember one of the talks, he had so many, isn't it? So one of the talks, he said that whatever the issue that you're having, the first thing is not to get overwhelmed. Because if you overwhelm, you're actually making the situation worse. It's not, it's not actually going to help you at all. Not at all. Whatever happened. You should, first of all, don't get overwhelmed because if you don't get overwhelmed, you still have this ability to keep thinking and assessing the situation and figure out what is the right solution. I'm not saying it's easy, but at least if you do that, that helps you to think one step after the other. How do you go back to the reality and just be extremely focused on what, what is that you want to do? Sort of forget the noise, focus on what you want to do. And for me, there's always, always, always a way. It could take a long time, but it's always, always a way. So, so that's what I, I would do. But meditation for me, that's why I strongly would recommend to many people. You will see, without even realizing, it helps you. People get upset all around you. You get upset, but ultimately, you go back to your own self. <laughs> Maybe yeah. very quickly. That, that really helps. Because I, I realize, yeah, I certainly sometimes try to solve a problem from that stressed state of mind and it, you, you're definitely not as creative in that state so you're better being in the calmer state and and also i recently learned yeah keeping that focus on where you're heading you know that can help you um, maybe be calm because yeah it, it, I, I sometimes struggle to shut out the noise but yeah why not just focus on yeah where you're going so yeah i really yeah agree with with what you you've said there now, I like events that somehow dissolve barriers between people and inspire them to be more together. Is there any such event or circumstance in your life you can recall that uh, inspired people to be, be on the same team? I can say, yeah, I think I can, I can think about uh, recently, for example, uh, with the business, uh, we were going through... Uh, a very, uh, a very uh, a difficult time, right? And then uh, I had uh, one of my main guys who was sort of uh, my second in command, some, some will say that. And I thought for me, whatever happened with the business is always about, I want to be open and honest with people and tell them where we're heading. At least there's no surprise there. 
And the reason is important for me is because I know each of us, we're managing our life, you know, uh, which involves other people, right? So that means you need, if you have consideration for these other people and people that depend on them, so you got to keep them forward so that this is the main event. So uh, instead of hiding the situation to the guy, so uh, I sort of call him up and say, listen, at the moment we're having, because of the, with the pandemic, as you can imagine, it has been a challenge for many businesses, especially for us. So uh, we couldn't travel that much. We couldn't visit people we, uh, we go through. So obviously invoices are late. So it's, it's very stressful, isn't it? So, and I have to call him and say, hey, this is what we're going through um, at the moment. And these are the potential risks that, 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 that entails. But this is how I believe we should navigate forward, you know, to pull the business forward and make sure that we can end up where we want to. But clearly there is a risk I can't hide that to you and it could potentially uh, uh, happen. And I say, we need to say that to the team, but we, so that the team is, uh, uh, so that they are aware of that. But you also want to tell them that as far I'm concerned, and I'm hoping as far you are concerned, I'd, I'm going to do everything so that we go in the direction where we're all going to come out stronger. And that's what uh, that's what we did. And so far, it looks like we're moving into the right direction. But what, and the reason I'm saying that is because it started with me having a conversation with myself, saying, okay, uh, should I share that with the team or not? Because it's always a difficult conversation, right? Because you feel like sometimes you're a failure, isn't it? Because you're failing, you, 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 you're failing people. But also I say, I don't want to lie to that. I just want to, I don't want to come up and say last day, okay, closing business, everything is done now. So I say, hey, I'm sharing that with them and I'm accepting to take the risk and saying, that, hey, they may decide you don't want to continue the road with us. I accept that. That's, that's, that's for them to decide. And it's for me to share the, uh, 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 to share the situation and for all of us to decide how, what we want to do. And if we stay together, which we did, we have more chance to obviously uh, to, uh, to, uh, to come out stronger than, for example, if there's just one guy, Billy myself, looking to play the hero. So that's what I can immediately say that could maybe resonate sort of people that would listen to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And for people who are inspired and, and want to turn their inspiration into practical action, have you any tips for them? Yeah, so like, like sometimes, <laughs> absolutely. My tip would be, whatever you think you want to do, just do it. Just start. We spend so, and by the way, I put my hands up, you know, I'm also victim of that, right? So that's the reason, for example, you and I, we're having this conversation and uh, I didn't hide to you that, hey, hey, you know, I, I like to develop as well my own podcast, but at the moment I can't get it through, but one thing I've learned as well through my own career up until now, whatever you want to do, you know, just start doing it. It's never going to be perfect. Get something going because that's how you kickstart the momentum and from there you progress. So that's why I would say, just stop living into your head. Just get it done. Get it done. It's not going to be perfect. In fact, it shouldn't be even perfect because when you think it's perfect in your head, you still haven't factored in the market reaction. And usually what I'm saying to people, what, most of the time what we do with, okay, it may sound a little bit controversial, but as far as I'm concerned, 
if you are after the money, you don't necessarily make yourself rich. Other people make you, uh, make you rich. Because like I say, there needs to be this transfer of wealth from their pocket to your pocket, right? So that means their input is very important. So when you open your head thinking that I want to have the right product, they may be completely different mindset. What you want to do, what you have in mind, very quickly have something that you can present into the market and let the market co-create with you to get it going. So my advice is definitely do, get it done. And I know we say knowledge is power. My own version, which is also what many other people say, knowledge for me is potential power. Apply knowledge is the power. If you don't apply, well, listen, there's so much knowledge that we all have, but if it's staying here, this is of no use to anybody. So you got to apply. Yeah, um, thank you for that. It doesn't need to be perfect. Great. In fact, it shouldn't be perfect because perfection change. <laughs> I, I like that. Just having, you know, a smaller version or test, you know, practice, little bit of product or whatever your service you're, you're going to do and just, yeah, let let the the market help evolve it. That's such a good idea, yeah, rather than sitting and trying to perfect something that for years that somebody, that nobody wants uh, potentially. Yeah, that's great advice. Now, um, I know before we press record, you said you got um, some tips for people who are, are wanting to start the journey towards being more renewable. Uh, could, could you let us yeah. share with us a bit about that? Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, because uh, um, I'm regularly contacted by people through LinkedIn or other uh, platform, and they say, hey, Tony, we, we like what you're doing. We like your story. And then... Um, and, to some extent, we, we like to do something similar to what you're doing. Or maybe uh, we also want to be greener, cleaner, and contribute, you know, because the planet is our, is our home, right? So all of us. So, But we don't know where to start necessarily, right? It, it may seem daunting because I know there's so many things that need to be done, but where do I start? And, then, uh, and having seen that, because I know I can't always have the privilege of talking to people one and one. It'll be a little bit difficult. Maybe at the start, it was easier for me. Now, obviously, I tend to be uh, uh, very busy and I talk to many people. I don't always have the time to, to do it. However, what I've done is actually put together a small guide with nine steps, nine, nine tips that people can use. And that's how they can start their sustainability journey. And you can apply that. You know, uh, it's for businesses, but if your business of one works for you, if your business of many, it still works for you. It's just nine quick steps that kick you, kickstart you into that journey. So that's that's what I, um, I I I have for people. And basically, what I have in here, so I just post a, a, a paste paste in there. I'm sure Ian, you make sure that you can relay that to people. There is a link there. All they have to do is to go there and then. Um, Give your detail. It's good. You're just going to send you automatically the uh, the uh, the guide, and then how, that that's how you can you, you you can get started. And like I said, you don't need to be an expert in the sector. You don't need to know anything. But all you need to know is actually how do I start, and this guide can help you to get started. Perfect. Yeah, I've I've just copied the link and I'll put it in the show notes. So so thank you for that. And now it's time for quick fire inspiration. What is one of your most inspiring films? Oh, wow. I, I think I like The Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. Wow. 
that I think you're the fourth person to mention this one now. That is uh, really the top of yeah. the charts. It really, it really touched me that movie. So yeah, so I love it. Yeah. <laughs> one of your most inspiring aspects of nature. Aspect of nature. Hmm. I would say I love just looking at a plain nature. So looking at the field and it seems to, you know, join the skies all together when you look far afield. And I found it just beautiful. And for me, it's just impressive to see how every, when you pay attention, how everything seems to be falling in place one way or another. And you, have to, you start thinking, clearly there must be, you know, a force above us. You know, you don't need to be a believer or not. You believe, we all believe into something. But clearly what we can see, it can't be a coincidence that things are, you know, meshed up the way they are. So you start thinking, yeah, there's <laughs> there's something much more higher than thing. And it's beautiful for me to see. It's beautiful to see. Yeah, amazing. I love it. Thank you. Now, um, one of your most inspiring aspects of design or style? Okay. I think I like, I tend to like abstract. The reason I tend to like abstract is simply because, yes, it's only abstract because we can't yet see what it is. <laughs> but for the guy who is doing it, he knows exactly. He has a vision, basically, right? And like I say, everything that we have on this planet, right, all the realization, they were once an idea. Yes. They were once abstract. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, we may not see it just because we don't yet have the tool. And in fact, I admire the guy who's done it because he already has the tool to understand what it is. So yeah, that's what I would say, I would say is. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. One of your most inspiring songs. One of the most inspiring songs. I can't remember who sang it, but it says, don't stop believing. Don't, don't stop believing. Oh, what's the name of the Je- of The, the band? one by Journey. Yes, that's the one, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the message is clear, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that in the show the notes. Message. I'll enjoy listening to it and finding it on YouTube. <laughs> I have to say, by the way, you were asking as well, sometimes when I'm, when I'm down, I can play that because it helps me to, yeah, to refocus as well. Yeah, yeah. The changing your physiology is meant to be good, isn't it? Just to like bring you out of a, a mental slump. Yeah. Oh, that's what he said. You know, that 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 that's a Tony Robbins style. There, change your physiology and it's change your mindset. <laughs> and the last quick fire inspiration, your most inspiring aspect of travel. Uh, the most inspiring aspect of travel, I would say, I love going to new places. I love travel, first of all. So. When I arrive into a new place, I'm always so excited, especially when we're landing. And because every time I, knew, I go to a new place, you know, I can see, because I've always collected those magnets you know, as a souvenir so that I can have it on top of my food. Oh, yeah, always. All the places. Because the thing is, one of my, one of my, uh, my goal was to travel uh, in all the continents, you know. And, and in fact, I did it with my wife uh, just before we started having, uh, uh, having kids. So I've been to all the all, all, all the continent. It was so important for me. And when I did it, I was just so proud of myself. And because it just opens up your mind so much. You see things that are impressive. I love, love traveling. And every time I'm just about to land, I'm always looking <laughs> by the window to say, oh, look at a new place. And I can't wait to say to people, oh, I've been there, I've been there. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love the travel as well. But yeah, you... you, you making me want to to go on my next trip thank you now uh, you're coming towards the end um 
So last couple of questions. Uh, what is most right in the world, do you think? What is most right in the world? Wow, that's actually a difficult question. <laughs> what is more right? Uh, maybe I like the fact that uh, more and more people turn towards entrepreneurship. Because for me, I, I really think that this is what is changing the world. But you wouldn't be surprised to say that, like many people, I don't personally, I don't hate politicians. I don't hate them because I actually think that they're doing a very difficult job. I personally think. And I think that they, they, they're looking for help from us because they have their hands so tied by so many things, right? So I don't believe they are the one who's going to change the world. In fact, have you ever seen a, a, re a revolution started by a politician? Not really. Most of the time, it's started by a grassroots. And, and I think people that actually really change the world are entrepreneurs. Because like I say, they have ideas that they want to implement that nobody sees at first. But when they do that, it sounds obvious. Looking at just first of all now, we talk about internet, you know. There was once upon a time, there wasn't such a, 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 such a thing. You think about Google, you think about going to Mark. So that's what I'm saying. This is what for me uh, uh, changed the world. So And I like the fact that more and more people turn toward entrepreneurship. Now, there's also the flip side of it, right? People only looking about the uh, the glossy part of it, right? When, okay, you made it, <laughs> you have the money, the fame, whatever. But the large, large majority of entrepreneurs uh, don't necessarily get to that stage. Hopefully, they'll get there one day. And it's more challenging than ever. Like you say, so, uh, uh, like you say, uh, Oh, I forgot, I forgot to say, but something saying that uh, overnight success is ten, it take, it is 10 years in the making. Yeah, something like that. Thank you. Yeah, you've given me lots of motivation for my fledgling entrepreneurship journey. You know, <laughs> it, it, maybe it's worth going through that, you know, growth to, to then, you know, potentially, you know, be, be able to set up your, your your life purpose business at some point, even if, if the current one isn't quite, uh, you know, in the center of that so yeah really thank you for that and what is the next book on your reading list ah the next book in my reading list oh okay yes i do have one i think um and i heard a lot about it and i actually think i want to i, I want to read it it's from grand cardone sort of a sell or be sold and then uh, he talks sell or be, yeah yeah sell or be sold and then, uh, yeah, because obviously I follow a lot of uh, uh, Grant Cardone th uh, uh, these days. And I love reading because that's how as well you open uh, you open the mind. And you got to learn for people, like I say, that you aspire to, to emulate, isn't it? And then uh, that's definitely in my bucket list. At the moment, I'm reading other co uh, a couple of books, one from Deepak Chopra, another one from, uh, um, uh, from uh, Tony Robbins, Money Master the Games. But um, Grand Cardone is the next one. And yeah. what which is the Deepak one you, you're reading? It's uh, Quantum Healing. Quantum Healing. Okay, I think I've got that and I didn't read it yet. So uh... Yeah, no, it, well, I think I'm almost to the end with that. In fact, I'm reading those two books at the same time and I'm almost in the end for both and they're both good. Yeah, the Deepak Chopra, yeah. The Deepak Chopra one is very good, very, very profound. So the thing is that, uh, yeah, I believe a lot into the, the power of the mind to help you as well to get the health that you deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
the best way I would say is always to reach out to me on um, uh, on LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn. So Tony, Tony to you. So they, uh, there's only one of me there. So they can't miss me. But uh, they can always T I uh, Y O U. Yeah. Yes. Yes. T I Y O U. That's the best way to to reach out uh, to, uh, to reach out to me. They can always obviously, uh, obviously as well um, write to me Tony at renewablesinafrica.com. It's also relatively simple. But if they don't want to keep that in mind, LinkedIn. Uh, for, uh, for sure so uh, they reach out to me and um, um, I'm a lot more reactive on LinkedIn than any any other social media because I don't necessarily see that maybe uh, some of my colleagues will, will pick down for me yeah LinkedIn is the best place perfect well thank you so much for your time today well it was a pleasure so I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it definitely <laughs> cool thanks Tony for sharing such positivity with us today today's top 10 hits of inspiration from Tony one Get inspired by creating new things. Be an inventor. Two, get inspired by salsa dancing and being drunk on life like Tony can get without alcohol. Three, say there's something out there for me every day and go get it. Four, get inspired by sourcing clean energy and spreading the news about it. And Tony's nine tips resource for this. Five, Get inspired by the scope for growth in the African renewables market, particularly solar. 6. Get inspired by trying to enjoy the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. 7. Get inspired by trying not to get overwhelmed using meditation, as it may help you see that there's another way. 8. Get inspired considering sharing a burden problem with your team just to share that load. You might come out stronger together. 9. Just make a start even if it's not perfect on something that you really want to do. Let the market help you evolve your product. 10. Get inspired by how nature seems to fall into place. 11. Get inspired by collecting travel fridge magnets. And finally, number 12. Get inspired how becoming an entrepreneur can help you change the world because you may have more influence, maybe even more than a politician. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group, Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people. If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.